from 1924 when he threw rocks around a canyon down into the modern age he's been a boon companion though many folks have seen him know now none of them have held him or brought a decent hand sample to dr jeffrey meldrum you're walking through the woods one night and you see a vague footprint Build a mold and cast that bitch, cause it could be a hit. But if you've never seen a Sasquatch, just seek and you will find. Because Bigfoot is a state of mind. Yes, Bigfoot is a state of mind. Hey everybody, welcome to the Hidden Zoo, where every week we make fun of an animal that probably does not exist. I'm Don, with me as always is Blake. Hey Don. Hi Blake. So no guests this week? No, we don't have any guests. I didn't try to line one up. Scared off by how amazing that uh, metal dactyl, what was it? Metal dactyl? Laser dactyl? Laser dactyl. I don't know. I honestly think they might be scared off by uh, what a good job our last guest did when Jess talked about the Kappa, because it's hard to top the fucking Kappa for comedic potential. Stab him up my butt jewels. I need that Dragon Ball from my anus. That's right, the Dragon Ball. Your Shir- dra- Shiri Kodama. <laughs> Shiri Kodama. Uh, I need, we need to introduce some kind of toy to kids and call it that. People <laughs> be asking for a Shiri Kodama. I want one of those. Look, it comes Japan. in all sorts of different colors. It comes in a box shaped like a man's ass. <laughs> and then... It, like it comes in a, yeah, and the pa- the package is like a guy, and you gotta get it out of there. Yeah, it's like it's it's more annoying than a clamshell package somehow. Oh, it's just it's a butt package. And then parents will be outraged. Absolutely, except in not America. <laughs> American <laughs> parents will be outraged. Everyone else will be like, "Oh, that's cute." Is there parental outrage outside of the U.S.? Like, do Danish parents get pissed off about stuff? Probably, but it's probably different stuff different yeah like you have chosen not to have sex when you're a teenager don't you know it doesn't get any better it gets worse oh, after this they get way less hot you need to go and sow your oats with a condom of course but do it now when the girls are 16 and you're 16 yeah like how awesome is that because if you wait the titties are going to sag like no, you got to learn about this, so it'll be way cooler. Yeah, but just trying to figure it out blindly. They're just like they're indignant whenever somebody tells their kids not to do cool shit. <laughs> Don't smoke weed, kids. Why would you tell my child to not? It's great. Maybe we'll just tone down the violence <laughs> and keep the sex. I'm okay with that. I mean, I like good violence, but well, yeah, fictional you know. kinds. Yeah, and sometimes real kinds. You know, like kind that involves killing nazis (laughs) all right you got me there did see a thing online the other day that it was like well we have to give hitler credit for one thing he did kill hitler (laughs) true the only one to ever do it it's true no one else has done that except team barf team that's right we're going to we're working on that yeah, <clears throat> working on uh, the the plot of the pilot. Now, the pilot has to be about Bigfoot. You think so? I, because that's the whole idea is the Bigfoot action yeah, response force, right? So, but then you branch. My, that's yeah. been my problem is kind is working in the because all the stuff I'm coming up with is a little bit dark. They're calling yeah. it Barf Team. 
<laughs> That's why it's funny. And also, there's I've yet to really work in Bigfoot. <laughs> So you just you come up with you come up with the pilot that's all about Bigfoot, but then it ends on like a kind of a cliffhanger where the Bigfoot plots resolve, but Bigfoot is part of a greater story, you know? Or how about just right at the end, Bigfoot comes into the break room for coffee. Hey guys, <laughs> like oh yeah, Bigfoot works here. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Produced by Nick Wolf. <laughs> Every time, every time Team Barf is like solving a problem. So why are you the Bigfoot action response team? Hey guys, that there he is. Because someone that got promoted because of his name and <laughs> do all the work. Well, Bigfoot sits on his big ass in his big office <laughs> with his foot stuff, whatever <laughs> that is. Well, we're out in the field doing work. You thought we hunted Bigfoot? No, we worked for that motherfucker. We work for Bigfoot. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Bigfoot's like Dr. Claw. You never see all of him. You just see his feet. You see his feet. You see his feet on the desk. He's like Danny from from uh, Muppet Babies. You just only see his feet. Oh, God. This just gets better and better. <laughs> hey, bro, another Freddy Boss Barf team. <laughs> I'm embarrassed to have my name on this squad. Well, nobody asked you to do it. Shut up! <laughs> you named it, not us. Stop blowing up buses. That's all I'm saying. Hunt for Bigfoot. <laughs> we work for him. It's <laughs> <That's> really silly. <laughs> and then, and then Bigfoot sounds like Nixon, but we don't explain it. Like you have to have listened to our stupid podcast to understand why Bigfoot sounds like Richard Nixon. Oh. Nixon didn't die. He just became Bigfoot. <laughs> steal a weirdly steal a joke, kind of from Men in Black. Yeah, but well, Elvis didn't go home, or Elvis didn't die. He, he just went home. <laughs> <laughs> All the famous people of history become Bigfoot. Didn't you know that? Where do you think Sasquatches come from? I think this is the first Bigfoot. Christ, Bigfoot was back to Charlemagne. <laughs> Alexander the Great, fucking Bigfoot, Caesar, Bigfoot. They stabbed him a bunch of times, like Etu Brute, Bigfoot. (laughs) And when they die, they just hulk out into a Bigfoot. Run off into the woods. And that doesn't show up in your histories because it's just too weird. Nobody thinks that you're going to believe it, so they just leave it out. Maybe many famous people in history have been bitten by a Bigfoot. But, like, the only one who didn't is Jesus, and that's just because he came back as himself. (laughs) Uh, he he serum didn't work, and everybody was like, "Oh, how come you get to not be a Bigfoot?" And he's like, "Uh, son of God." I would kind of like the 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 idea that if you get bitten by Bigfoot, you become a Bigfoot. Well, then you're just a Warefoot. That's derivative. I like I like it better that if you are significantly famous, like there's a metaphysical threshold. After you die, you just turn into Bigfoot and run you're away. Into Bigfoot, right? <laughs> Because that's a more magic, magic explanation. Yeah, that's way weirder, and nobody has ever thought of it before. I'm pretty sure. Or just never 100 percent explain it. Just, no. Yeah. You, yeah. This is what happens. It's like a Doctor Who transformation. Yeah. You just you, you know after a certain number of people think you're cool, when you die, you become Bigfoot, and you retain all your mannerisms, but you don't remember your former life. So then, when Chris Hemsworth leaves the show after one season, we just kill him and make him Bigfoot. Yeah, he comes back as uh, Bigfoot Hemsworth.
Australian Bigfoot. But he does something in in universe that makes him famous enough to become Bigfoot. Well, I think he's probably already famous enough to become Bigfoot. But oh, right. The, the thing he's, is, he's Australian. Show, he's already Chris Hemsworth. Because, not just... because he's Australian, he would make this noise. Oh! Oh! Yeah, he would become a Yowie. Oh, uh, was it Yowie or Bunwit? Bunyip? That was the Yowie. Wait, no, yeah. that was that was the Bunyip. Hold on. Just open the fucking file again. I'm an idiot. Uh, Bunyip. That was the Bunyip. He would become a Bunyip. So, like, a, a famous Floridian who died becomes a, a skunk ape. Like, it's geographically tied. It's geographically based, okay. Yeah, yeah. So then we can get Decay on and have it become a Kappa? Yeah, no, that's not a Bigfoot. That's a Kappa. Even though he's American, but still, we'd have his character be Japanese. <laughs> Why not? And, and then he'd become... Well, yeah, but, like, if Jackie Chan dies, he would become, like, a, a almost Gary? or a Yeti or something. Just a little Yeti. <laughs> really good at Kung Fu Yeti. Well, this Yeti does all its own stunts. <laughs> it's amazing. God, the really Yeti impressive. broke his leg in three places and kept working. <laughs> there's, there's one where they just put him in a wheelchair and pushed him down a wall. And he just has his upper body doing running motions. <laughs> so he, he looks like he's he, going fast. He was too broken to run, so they just like wheelchaired him down behind a wall and he... Actually, he was running. Go, Jackie Chan. Oh, that's clever. Like We have to finish the day. He's like, well, I have an idea. Do you remember that scene from Dumb and Dumber? <laughs> oh, fun. Shit, what do you got for us this week? Uh, Phantom Cats. Phantom Cats? Which is yeah. a cool name. Yes, it is. Although I specifically picked British Big Cats. It's a subcategory of phantom cats. Yeah, I was thinking about doing that a couple of weeks ago, and I had the same thought. Like, doing American phantom cats? Uh, Okay, so a couple of, like, cougars wandered outside their normal area. But it's way weirder if it's in England. Yeah, that's why this one was most appealing, is because Britain has no big cats. Yeah. Whereas places that that do have big cats or are contiguous with places that do have big cats it's easier for big cats to be places england is an island you know they can't just take the tube or the the channel whatever it's called (laughs) yeah all the french big cats coming up (laughs) from normandy les cats les shot les Les grand shot petit shot shot petit Mm -hmm. les grand shot noir oh grand yeah yeah. Also, they're also called ABCs for alien or ana- or animalist ana- anomalous big cats. So it's a big cat that's not where it's supposed to be. Yeah, I'm buying. It. I didn't know this, but they've actually caught a few. What seriously? I thought this was just complete baloney. What? But yeah, because uh, now there's a there's a small minority group of weirdos that think that there's. Uh, remnant megafauna no. that live in Britain. No. Which is stupid. That is stupid. That's like Hound of the Baskerville shit. Yeah. And there, oh, there's that one too, the black dog. Oh, I know all about the black dogs. They feature prominently in the manuscript I hope to publish someday. It's a fantasy novel. That this is kind of tangentially related to the, the black dog the, myth of the, the The bar guest. The fairy yep, dog, one. sort of. Like black shuck. But the, the, the real world explanation, this is, I was 
blown away by this. I didn't know this had actually happened. They have caught some big cats. Wait, let me guess. Okay. Traveling circus. <laughs> there's there's one instance of that, but <laughs> of course there is. But that one is more. That's an asterisk one because it was only for a day. <laughs> when four lions escaped from a circus okay. in Grimsby in 1991. <laughs> I love British town names. Grimsby. Oh, you know where the lions escaped. Welcome to the Grimsby Circus, mate. Right? We've got these four lions. Oh, wait, there they go. So, Why don't you come see the fat lady instead? But this one wasn't an old-timey circus unless it was intentionally themed as an old-timey circus, which would be pretty awesome. Yeah, I agree. That would be pretty sweet. Or it's just a bunch of like weird cockneys doing old-time british shit with <laughs> circus and it's terrifying and unpleasant. Just like where, where really creepy calliope music plays in the background the whole time. When someone just swallows eels in front of you. And... Step right up, step right up. Look here. We got this guy right here. He's going to swallow all of these lampreys. No step chewing at all. See an old woman beat an orphan. <laughs> Like, that's not really... You haven't seen it, have you? Then shut up. We chopped this guy's legs off so he could be in a freak show. Come give him a... T- give Just toss him some twopence. It's like, watch this man shove himself through a thing. <laughs> a wagon wheel. That's specific. I'm trying to think of an old-timey thing. <laughs> There's a guy. He fits into things. Come in and see the things he can fit in. <laughs> the old-timey circus. You name the thing, he'll fit in it. <laughs> All things fitted all the time. But but they call the circus, like, uh, nutter, because circus peanut... No, that's not working. I'm trying to come up with, like, cockney rhyming slang for circus peanuts, but I temporarily <laughs> forgot how cockney rhyming slang works. It makes sense when I see it explained, but I can't come up with Dude, my own. We, we watched, uh, we watched uh, Mary Poppins Returns the other day, mostly because uh, my wife and I both love Lin-Manuel Miranda, and he has a song, there's a musical number that's just all about Cockney rhyming slang. It's pretty great. And in my version, the ringmaster is Jason Statham in a fat suit. <laughs> yeah. But it's his regular head with a big fat suit body. Mm-hmm. And maybe we put like a, give him like a dead eye, like a white dead eye. There at the Cockney Circus. And just a big dirty hat. We've got all kinds of fucking shit. I'm going to kick it in its face. Yeah, and he's just really mean and aggressive about his circus. This motherfucker's, he's going to ride his tiger. Just ah, stand Dumbo's right on his knife. back. <laughs> he's going to ride it, and then he might die, and I don't give a fuck. I'm going to go do Cranks 5. I'm going to go do, I'm going to go do the Expendables 5. And another one of these fucking Fast and Furious movies as soon as I take this fucking fat suit off. Yeah, the Meg is the Meg is on HBO right now. Here they're doing the Meg too. I'm sure they are. I think it made a bunch of money. Yeah, I heard it was really, really bad though. It was pretty bad. I enjoyed it though. It, there's no way it would have been watchable without Jay, either Jason Statham or maybe The Rock could have done it. Yeah, he can turn a lot of things watchable. Because Jason Statham plays it is just so just serious about it that it makes it awesome that he never once doesn't take this movie seriously it's pretty great that's awesome (laughs) which makes all the rest of the nonsense happening pretty fun it's totally ridiculous so what about the phantom cats that are not circus related well in let's see 1903 a canadian lynx was shot in devon okay uh hmm 
they think that based on its teeth, it spent a significant time in captivity. And this was a crazy one. In 1980, a puma, cougar puma mountain lion, mm-hmm. was captured in Inverness Shire, Scotland. So right around Loch Ness. Sweet. The farmer just set up some kind of homemade cage trap because he saw he saw a mountain lion. And I imagine nobody believed him, so he's just going to trap it. <laughs> and he did. And they put it in a, a Scottish zoo. And hmm. named it Felicity. When was this? 1980. Damn, that's so fairly recent. the zoo recently. until it died, and then they stuffed it and put it in the museum. Cool. They concluded that the animal was quite domesticated because he noted it enjoyed being tickled. <laughs> so the prevailing hypothesis being that probably people had illegal exotic pets. Yeah, and I they just escaped. wonder how the hell do you get a mountain lion into Britain? <sighs> private boat that's I, I mean, I've, I, that's just a, something that surprises me let's see a jungle cat was hit by a car in Stropshire. i don't know what a jungle cat is uh let's look i'm looking it up probably a j- jaguar jaguar jungle cat was more of a oh that's an actual species felis chaus huh the reed or swamp cat jungle cat sounds like what the brits call any large cat because they just can't be bothered to learn the specifics to, to learn what those things in the colonies are named this is a medium-sized cat from the middle east southeast south and southeast asia and southern china huh. so it's not very big like a maybe like a bobcat size hmm. so not huge i just i guess i've seen that and i thought it just meant a generic name for cats that live in the jungle yeah me too that's adorable. Oh, 1991, though. a Eurasian lynx shot near Norfolk. Man, I want a jungle cat. Look at this. Look at this little buddy. Yeah. Oh, here's a fat one. Let's see. Um, 1994, there was either an ocelot or a serval. They don't have a ton of information on this one because the people involved were afraid of prosecution. Ocelots are pretty cool. Yeah. So it's, there's actually multiple examples of non-native medium to large cats being found in britain i bet it's not that hard to smuggle shit into a country where most of the shoreline is not watched yeah that would take a lot of effort do you think that yeah. you want to want a cougar bad enough yeah if you got the money i don't think you really like you'll pay off some russian guy to land his skiff you want puma <laughs> we have many puma you have puma you want jungle cat? Uh, we know how jungle cat was sold out. There's an alleged 1993 puma capture in Scotland, but there's no concrete evidence of that one. So somebody was just like, oh, I've caught myself a puma. <laughs> All right, Seamus, you go fuck off now. No, I really did. I need to put it in the zoo. <laughs> oh, well, I guess he did. <laughs> <laughs> I shot it, I put it uh, like being tickled and uh, put him in a cage and then I stuffed him. In 2001, another Eurasian lynx was captured alive by police in Cricklewood, North London. Cricklewood? Jesus, it's just so it's just so friend. charming. It's so quaint. The entire country is quaint. Eurasian lynxes, though, that seems to be a recurring theme. This one was little, though. It was only 18 months old. But huh. bigger than the average 
bigger than the average cat. So somebody, yeah. somebody is breeding Eurasian lynxes in London. Yeah, but these ones are at least close geographically. Because they're from uh, continental Europe. Uh, Central Asia, Siberia, Tibetan Plateau. Oh, yeah, they're all over the place. I'd imagine it would be easier to get. Yeah. You could just put it in a truck somewhere yeah. in Europe and send it to... Yep. Oi, what's that hissing in the back of your container truck, eh? Don't worry about it. <laughs> no, I, we got to check here. Yeah? We got borders and customs control. Just, uh, is it, is it, you don't happen to have a Eurasian lynx in the back of your box truck, do you? In the back of that lorry. And what's something that's interesting about this one is that this isn't just you know, two teens, saw one in the 70s once. Yeah. This is a, a very common recurring sighting across Britain. And they have, there's actually found there's a, a breakdown by county. And it's in the hundreds of sightings. Well, given the number that have been shot and or captured, I'm not surprised that you've probably got a bunch of people in rural England who, I, I would wager, this is my guess, you got people in rural England who are as crazy as the people in the Idaho panhandle in America. Just in different ways. Like, you got it's that same kind of crazy, get-off-my-land, rugged individualist crap. But it just manifests in, in this ways. Weird yeah, yeah, like ours manifests in preppers and militias, and theirs is collecting exotic cats. And I imagine that once, once these sightings get out that people supposedly are seeing these, then coincidentally, other people start seeing them too. Yeah, that probably doesn't help. That kind of... There's a, a couple alleged attacks by large cats. <laughs> 2011 year old boy attacked by what he claims was a large cat that left five long claw marks across his cheek. Ooh. Nothing was found. Ooh, that could South be just five, that could just be an angry lady with a manicure, though. Or just a regular cat. That's true. There's a guy with scratches all over his body in 2005. That could also be just a lady that he fucked. Yeah. And these sightings cover the gamut of large cats. People say they see lions, panthers, leopards, tigers, bears. Uh, oh my. This is this one is my favorite. Okay. In 2012, there were several sightings of a lion near St. Osyth. St. Osyth. O S Y T H. Osyth? whatever. In Essex. And this enough sightings that police searched the area with helicopters and infrared cameras and instructed residents to stay inside. Did they find it? Uh, no. No. Nah. They thought that, well, then they, they were thinking, well, something escaped from the circus or the zoo. <laughs> but all such animals in reasonable distances were accounted for. And then they, they published a photo of it. And a local resident claimed that the photo was her pet cat, a large Maine Coon. <laughs> I have a Maine Coon. They can get pretty big, but... They get pretty big. I, I love the idea that one drunk motherfucker saw a big Maine Coon, mistook it for a lion, and then and everybody... helicopter yeah. searching for it. Yeah. No, I swear it was a lion. It wasn't no Maine Coon. It was a lion. I saw it. 
And main main coons are big, but they're still shaped like a house cat. It's yeah, big ass house cat. Yeah, and I mean they're they're really fluffy. Like they, there's no mane to speak of. They're all mane. Yeah, it's they've got a rough, but it's fluffy with the rest of them. Mm-hmm. And they don't look like a lion. They're not built like a lion. They're built like a big ass cat. Like I have, I have a little black cat who looks like a miniature panther. But, yeah, they're, but they're not. They're not. Oh. What's the word I want? Um, proportional, the same. No, they're not proportionally built the way, same way as a. Pilot. No, and there's there is not a house cat in the world proportionally built anywhere near a lion. Yeah, they're just not shaped the same. <laughs> also, <laughs> we should point out a really much smaller. But he was probably really drunk, you know, just leaving the pub. And it was probably far away, and somebody mm-hmm. else said they saw a lion. So then you see the lion. Yeah, and there's like he, for whatever reason, the perspective's all fucked up, and yeah, I totally saw it too. Yeah, it's just lions, just like you know. Did you hear there were a Eurasian lynx over in Wessex? So here in Essex, we have a lion. So I really hope that it was just the Maine Coon Teddy. The Teddy, the main coon, was responsible. Yeah. Oh, there were also reports that that was live, that it was that it was roaring. No, so people were hearing uh, roars as well. Maybe the lady who owns Teddy lets him out with just like a little speaker around his collar. Maybe she's fucking with everybody. <laughs> just interesting. There's, there's lots of little, little, uh, little separate instances of or somebody found a deer. A deer carcass that they think was mauled by a large felid, but then scientists say, no, probably not. <laughs> They're still better than us, though, when somebody finds a deer carcass that's been, like, you know, halfway broken down uh, by uh, carrion eaters. They're like, aliens! <laughs> Nothing could ever want to eat an asshole. Aliens! In one, in one instance, the Royal Marines went out. They just don't want to have anything better to do. That the Ministry of Agriculture sent the, the Royal Marines to search for the Beast of Exmoor. Wait, the Beast of Exmoor? Uh-huh. Th- that one, that's a sweet name. That's a big black cat, right? Uh, let's see. Let me find the actual I think separate listing for that one. That has yeah. Whole, it's whole separate yeah. sub, subversion. It's a big phantom cat. And I'm trying to, I didn't write down what the... The officer in charge of the Royal Marines had a fun had a fun quote. Let's see. Oh, their their CEO said that the thing behaved with utmost intelligence, always moving with sur- <laughs> always moved with surrounding cover amongst hedges and woods. <laughs> Basically, meaning they didn't see it. Yeah, which is that's such a British thing to say. <laughs> oh yes, it made excellent use of cover. It was definitely there, though. You could tell from all the rustling. So they didn't find anything. And there was this one. I guess there were, there were alleged attacks on wild, on, uh, not wildlife, um, livestock. I mean, there are a couple of pictures claiming to be the Exmoor beast that look like big cats or small cats with fucked up perspective on the shots. Yeah, there's a couple of, of local variations, the beast of Exmoor being one. There was There's a... I had something open that had multiple. I mean, go go like going back to last week, Beast of Exmoor. That sounds like a sweet metal album. That is pretty, yeah. Beast of Exmoor. 
I go, it's weird because when I look at this on my phone and then look at it on the desktop, it's formatted diff- a little bit differently. Oh, so you can't find it? Uh, yeah, I don't remember. I can't find stuff again as easily. Oh, the Beast of Bodmin. Beast of Bodmin. Is that... That's the black, big black cat. Phantom Wildcat purported to live in Cornwall, England. <laughs> Cornwall. <laughs> they have a wall of corn. Which became a center of purported sightings after 1978. So it's like West Virginia is in America. <laughs> I've, I've, the, Moors creep me out, like in general, ever since I read Hound of the Baskervilles when I was a kid. Just something about the wide open space of a British moor is already creepy. And then you've got beasts wandering around them, like for real. In the mist? Yeah. Moor, mist, misty moors. Which sounds like some sort of racial epithet. (laughs) They thought they had evidence because a kid uh, found a large cat skull by the river. And then that that was like, oh, finally we have evidence. And then the Natural History Museum in London verified that, yes, it did belong to a young male leopard. But they determined the skull had been imported as part of a leopard skin rug. Now I like the idea that somebody tossed the rug away and a bunch of people saw it and were like, shit, yeah. beast, export. Cool. They, they figured this out, that the, the way the skull was cleanly cut away in, mm-hmm. a, in a method commonly used to mount the head on a rug. Hmm. There was an egg case inside the skull from a tropical cockroach. Huh. Huh? Very interesting. Hmm. Wonder if that pre or post dated its being down by the river. I don't know. You would assume pre, but who knows? Maybe there's a invasive population of tropical cockroaches in England. So the the explanation for this one is allegedly that that was escaped or released pumas. I I am if somebody tells me they saw a real animal in a place where it shouldn't be, and somebody says, "I bet somebody owned it and it escaped." Yeah, that's yeah. reasonable. That's not only is that reasonable. I'll go. Yeah, sure. Because I, 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 when I did my episode on phantom kangaroos, I mentioned that fucking happened when I was in college to a wallaby. It was in the and newspaper. So like, it happens yeah. all the time. Yeah, uh, smaller things, but it does happen all the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I imagine big cats are kind of wily, and eventually, either you don't want to deal with them, or they just break out, and you're like, well, fuck it. Now I don't have to feed this giant thing a million pounds of meat every day anymore. Yeah, that the the Ministry of Agriculture never verified any of these ideas that maybe there were pumas that got released, but there aren't really attacks anymore. So why isn't the Queen looking into this? Yeah, or Sherlock. Yeah, Ben or doctor, or Benjamin Benjamin Crambersnatch can why go. Is it, why is it the Doctor involved? <laughs> oh, he probably is. He's probably the one putting all the cats around because he thinks it's fun. He's getting all wibbly-wobbly. Mm-hmm. And wearing a fez. Yep. Traveling through time, just dropping was, cats on moors. A good Sherlock episode. They did a Hunter of the Baskervilles. Yeah, that was a good yeah, Sherlock episode. That was episode. pretty good. Yeah, Hunter Sherlock hunting hunting for big cats. Let's see, Phantom. There's also the Phantom Cat, which the Australia has a bunch of them. uh I just mentioned Britain and Denmark had one. Ooh. Danish phantom cat. Finland. 
No, but Finland's right next to Russia, though, so who knows what they're saying. Yeah. Happiest happiest country in the world. They can have as many big cats as they want. I don't care. Similar to the UK, the New Zealand has big cat sightings also. They they went down there to see Hobbiton. And then released some. Yeah, I brought my mountain lion to go see Hobbiton. Released it. <laughs> he got off leash and, uh, I mean, he climbed a tree and then that was just, fuck it, I couldn't get him. He's gone. Good on him. Ooh, sightings of a big cat in Hawaii. We've made it half an hour into this big cat show without making any references to Babu. I know. I, I, it almost happened when you said Ocelot. <laughs> it's like, man, worst. It should be named Buyer's Remorse. <laughs> worst pet ever. <laughs> Look at his tufted ears. <laughs> something that I really enjoy about Archer is when they they bother to describe something, they do it accurately. Yep. Unless it's the Canadian Mounties. Well, that was accurate, too. It's the piss cat, boys. He's percu- per- he's crepuscular. Get him. <laughs> yep. Lots of things are crepuscular. <laughs> like mosquitoes. And I love that when he's bitten by a, cas- a, uh, cas- a Caspian cobra. What, a gurp gork? The gurp gork, yeah. <laughs> that, that's a really accurate description of the snake. <laughs> yeah, the Caspian cobra. Like, well, those are all things you would use. I didn't actually know that snake visually, if you described, but all those were descriptors. I was like, oh, it's got thick lateral banding? Okay. <laughs> I looked it up. I'm like, yeah, it looks exactly like that. Yeah, it looks just like a loaf of French bread. <laughs> really, I really appreciate that in that medium, there's no excuse to get things wrong because you're just making all of it. And they almost never, they rarely screw things up. Yeah, a lot of attention to detail in that show. Like every once in a it. while, there'll be something, but they get so much right that I. Yeah. Not that upset. Well, that's that's that has to be our standard for Team Barf. Got to get shit right. There've been there's when they throw grenades, they leave the spoon on when they animate it. The spoon comes off. I wonder if that's a difficult if that's a technical issue. That might be. I was wondering that, that if they, like, they designed the prop, and mm-hmm. then they didn't design a separate one with no spoon, and then by the time anyone noticed, they were already animating it, and were like, ah, it's too late. Yeah, just leave it. That, that's fine. my assumption, is that they just didn't design, because I, I assume that's the way that works with animated stuff. I don't is know. Well, I'm pretty sure they use, like, Flash or something. Like, they don't do hand animation. It's computerized, yeah, that, so. That there's a, there's, depart, there's people who build all the props. Yeah. And then they can just use it in the animation. It's uh-huh. like a separate um, resource. It's my understanding of it. But minor, considering all the other stuff they get right. Mm-hmm. Have you seen the latest season? No, I the still haven't Danger seen Island? I have not seen Danger Island yet. It's not on Hulu. I think we talked about this. Like, it's on your Hulu, but not mine. That's really odd. Yeah. Yeah, I'll find it's it. It's really good. That's they do the, the 40s, 30s stuff so well. <laughs> The Germans that show up have a giant crate of pervitin. <laughs> so they're all... Because Cyril, Cyril's a, a Nazi agent in that one. He's just doing lines of pervitin on this huge crate of it. Okay, so Blake and I both know what this is. If you don't know, pervitin was the brand name of meth. That's right. Methamphetamine invented in the Weimar Republic. Used because they thought caffeine was too dangerous. Yeah, so... 
Get your amphetamines. That's that's why the Blitz worked because they were just Nazis awake on meth for two weeks straight, rolling across France in their tanks. They had a different version in the First World War as well. That wasn't pervitin; it was something else, but basically the same. Mm. Go, different go pills, different speed, and it worked. It's just the problem is that if you just go balls out for three days, eventually you stop and you don't want to get up again. Mm-hmm. There's some great pick. Did you ever read that book, Blitzed, about drugs in the Third Reich? I'm not. I've I've got it. I've been trying to read it for like a year. There there are some <laughs> great pictures. Like at a time, like, and then. It distracted. If you, if you flip through to the, the chapter on the Blitz, there are pictures of some guys at the end of the Blitz. Like, they hit the coast, and then they just fucking crash out wherever they are. They have nothing left. Which is pretty common for all combat soldiers. There's tons of photos of that, of, like, guys sleeping in fountains. Mm-hmm. But this was, like, these were guys who had been awake for at least a week. Yeah. And just, Allied fighter pilots had access to similar stuff, too. But it was kind of universal in the German military, where, mm-hmm. yeah, it was, yeah, it was parceled had, out to them on purpose. They had, uh, examples of German soldiers writing home and asking to, to like, send me pervitin. I ran out of pervitin. Need that? I need that go juice pills. You know what else is cool about fighter pilots? Sometimes they poop themselves. That's true of anyone, though. Yeah, but I mean, like, it's specifically true about fighter pilots. When you get in high altitude, unpressurized cockpit, mm-hmm. you're just, you, you can't control it anymore, and you just fart a bunch and poop yourself because of the pressure inside your guts. I did not know that. It is called altitude, altitude-related flatulence expulsion. Happens. It happens to like mountain climbers and shit too. So it makes like all of those attempts on Mount Everest in the early 20th century way less romantic. If you know, like Edmund Hillary was like climbing up and just farting uncontrollably the whole time. Ten Norgays shaking his head at him. <laughs> so why are you going to climb this mountain? Because it is there. Excuse me. Uh, I have to go over here for a second. <laughs> Don't worry. No one's going to remember your name because it's hard. <laughs> Redmond and Hillary, easy to remember. Tensig Norgay, not so much. We see the Sherpa? Yeah. Yeah. So they both summited Everest. Mm-hmm. They both farted the whole way. Tensig Norgay is kind of the Michael Collins of Everest. Yeah. I know Michael Collins. In a weird way, I would rather have been Michael Collins for the experience of being the only person on one side of the moon. You know what I mean? Like as as so he went around it, right? Yeah. So like at certain points during the orbit, you are as far away, as separate from the rest of humanity as you can possibly be. One has ever been. Yeah. Yeah. Did the other other guys in the orbiter go around? I don't know. I don't know if they saw the the backside of the moon or not. Hmm. Good question. Next time I see Buzz Aldrin, I'll ask. So. Hey, Earth is flat, or so, so just to get his attention. What? <laughs> what? The, um, and he would just fucking deck me in the face. You don't fuck with Buzz Aldrin. You've seen that video. No, I just wanted your attention. Don't hit me, please. I, I, I think you landed on the moon. The Earth is round. I just want to ask. All of it's true. I just had some questions. I didn't know how else to get you to look at me. What a weird club to be in. A bunch of crazy a, test pilots. People who walked on the moon. Mm-hmm. Well, right? What? 
12, 12, 12 people? Uh, 11, 13, 14, 11, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. Yep, 12. Yeah, two and six Apollo missions that made it. Yep. One that did. And then there was the secret one, Apollo 18, with the space monsters. It brought back all that, all the artifacts from the face on moon. Yeah, uh, and uh, they almost found the Nazi stronghold, but they were eaten by the space monsters before they got to it. Oh, fun. Yeah. That's what's irritating, is that as, as fun as that kind of conspiracy shit is, the actual moon shit's way more interesting. Yeah. <laughs> like, they went to the moon with slide rulers and... Yeah, and a computer that's, like, less powerful than a, than a $2 calculator from Walmart. Yeah. That the entire entire NASA everything, including mission control and the space and the spacecraft, all of them put together, had less computing power than like a late nineties Nokia. Yeah. <laughs> yep. It's crazy. I, that's why Apollo thirteen is so well made. As a movie. Yeah. Oh it's, yeah. The attention to detail they put in is crazy. It's a great and the fact that they filmed all of the zero G shots in the Vomit Comet, they just built a set. They didn't fake any of yeah, that. Yeah, they so insane to me that that must have taken forever. Especially because you can only shoot like ninety seconds at a time before you have to pull back up again. And hopefully you get it all in one take. Mm-hmm. Because if you, you don't, reset, you have to reset everything. That's Otherwise, Tom Hanks has to eject his urine into space again. <laughs> I'm sure yeah. that doesn't bother him because he does love pissing in his movies. But whatever. Because <laughs> what's I, I haven't. That's one that I'm kind of afraid to watch now. Apollo with, 13? No, I, well, I haven't seen it in a few years. Yeah, but same just here. thinking of, of all the resets they had to do for shit that's floating in zero G <laughs> to try to have some. I wonder if there's any semblance of continuity. If you're saying, like, you're like I'm looking at this way and a bunch of stuff's floating. And then you're looking back this way and then there's stuff floating. And then you're cutting back between the two. Like, does any of yeah. that add remotely? I don't know. Somebody trying? Is there somebody like reaching out to set the pencil? Like <laughs> they have ninety seconds. They only get twenty of it to shoot because the prop guy has to put the pencil in the exact right spot. You're like holding a Polaroid, floating, <laughs> like, trying to position the stuff. And like, how crazy is that? That would have been so amazing to work on that. Yeah. <sighs> the, and mission can, and Houston looks exactly like that. Mm-hmm. It's smaller though in person. Have, Have you been, been there? The Mission Control in Houston? I haven't. No, I've never seen it. I've been to Mission Control at JPL, which it looks super cutting tiny. edge. Like you, you go in there and you think it's going to be this big like auditorium of desks, mm-hmm. and it's really small. <laughs> it's hard to describe. It's, it's I mean, it's not tiny, but it's way smaller. They only they only needed room for white guys. Yeah, like how many crew cuts can we fit in here? Yeah, crew cut is not a lot of hair. So you need you need one Ed Harris and some other white guys in suits. Or, no, not even suits. Short sleeves, black tie, brown tie. And then we lock all the women who do the actual math in this closet over here. Yeah. <laughs> Don't talk about them until 2014 when they'll they'll win an Oscar for that movie. Don't get a movie for years. No, we don't need to talk about them. That's a cool. It's a cool tour though. Cool. Yeah, JPL was a really cool tour as well. 
it's funny that that's smaller than you think it is. And then the rocket is actually, it seems way bigger. Oh, yes. Saturn V is humongous. And now, yeah. as, as of this recording, uh, President, Vice President Pence has recently announced that we're cutting NASA's budget, but we still expect them to be on the moon again by 2024. And the space launch system they've been working on the last eight or nine years, SLS, since they retired the shuttle, mm-hmm. it's just a Saturn V. Like, it's basically a slightly souped-up Saturn V, because they realize after, what, 30 years of shuttle missions, hey, that Saturn V was actually pretty all right for lift power. Kind of why the Soviets are still using the same shit from the Mm -hmm. 60s. And, uh, and of course, Pence is like, well, we should really just have SpaceX do it. (laughs) Fuck you. Yeah, privatize it. Just fund NASA and have them do it. SpaceX has done, like, it's exciting to watch their launches, but they ain't done shit for nobody. But NASA, just by doing the research they do, has created entire new fields of product in the capitalist economy of this fucking country. Every dollar you put into NASA, $6 enters the market. So. Is it that? It's that? Yeah. Last I researched it. It may have changed since then. Granted, that was probably about 10 years ago, but that was, there were a couple of studies I found that said you estimate for every dollar invested in NASA research, $6 enter the, enters the market from all the tech that they come up with. Based on all the, the advancements. Yep. Yep. Cool. Yeah, we wouldn't have GPS if it wasn't for NASA. Like, just things we take for granted now, NASA invented them because they were funded well for a while. Satellites in general? Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. We wouldn't have anything anything that our phones do... Without NASA, you wouldn't have it. Or you'd have, like, a crappy Russian version of it. The Russian, the Sputnik version just beeps. <laughs> it's beeping to let me know that a dog died in space. <laughs> it's still up there. It's, it's never coming. There. She's never coming down. Or Laika, still in space. I think. I, Bryce still in space? Laika? Oh, Probably. Unless I, I mean, I bet, I bet whatever Leica was in deorbit and crashed and burnt, like burned up a long time ago. I have no idea. I don't know how yeah. far up it went. Let's find out. I bet we can find out. Leica the space dog. Leica the space dog. She an animal in space. Uh, so died within hours from overheating. Um, oh, no, don't do that. What happened to her? Sorry, I was just goofing talking to my phone and then it just tried to call somebody. (laughs) (laughs) You tried to call the space dog. What the fuck, dude? Space dog's dead. Yeah, calling Leica. How I accidentally got a job at Leica. (laughs) Hot motion facility. (laughs) I really wanted to talk to the dead space dog, but it worked out okay in the end. Hey, uh, my phone called you because the voice thing did it and is the space dog still in space? <laughs> Sir, you realize we're a stop motion company? Yeah. Are you hiring? Because I love Ray Harryhausen. They'd be like, hired. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> How do you feel about Kubo and the two strings? I haven't seen all of it. It's pretty good. I saw part of it at an yeah. anime con a few years ago. Yeah. But then I think the room was just too crowded, so we left. I forget why, but we only watched a little bit of it. Yeah, it was pretty good. It was on Netflix for a minute. Preview. I forget, but it looked cool. Yeah. I just haven't seen it. Before. Yeah. Um, so we're at 45 minutes. You have a real animal? Oh. What do you got? <laughs> I kind of forgot to look up a real animal. I got so excited talking about space. Well, then tell me about your Maine Coon. 
Um, let's see. Well, the main coon cat, I could probably talk this on the. They can reach, I think, up to f- three or four feet sometimes in total length. God damn. Like 30, 30, 40 something inches. Weigh 20 plus pounds. Yeah, I want a main coon at some point in my life, but I got seven cats right now, so it's not really in the cards until one of them kicks it. Maybe you could convince them to Voltron together. <laughs> it's one big cat. I mean, Voltron is made of cats. Yeah, it's like, they do this cool, like, lightning transformation with the split screen. And then they form Blazing Sword and. <laughs> they form, they, yeah. They just attack the cat tree with it. Form hair sword. <laughs> they just puke it out. Uh, yeah, it just comes out of its mouth with a big blade. Well, takes- let's see. I have, okay, so I have a black cat, I have a white cat, I have an orange cat, I have a gray cat, I have a brown cat. So I got five different colors of cat. Man, you have like every color they make. I got a calico. I do have, uh, well, the cat, the brown one's a brown tabby. I don't have like a pure brown cat. I have a gray with white feet, and I have a gray striped. It's like a gray tiger stripe. And then a fat little calico. So, yeah, I have most colors of cat. Let's look at some of the facts about the Maine Coon Kitty. My Maine Coon Kitty, I think he's probably a mix. He's not as big. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't. He has most of the features, just not as much as the. So he's got the ear tufts and the foot tufts and the rough and the fluffy tail. It's just not quite as exaggerated as a lot of them are for the ones that are, you know, a show Maine Coon. Right. So he's he's a mix, but he's mostly Maine Coon. And he he was twenty pounds at one point. Now he's down. He's old, so he's getting kind of he's getting that old skinny cat thing going on. Yeah, that sucks. But he's still doing really well. I got doesn't it. have hip dysplasia yet. <laughs> my uh, my orange cat's a long hair who I mean looks she looks kind of like a little bit like a um like a Maine Coon, but she's way too small. So I I don't know what kind she is or what kind of mix she is. And they're known for their dog-like behavior, following you around. Hmm. He likes to cuddle. He sucks his thumb when he cuddles, which that's, is cute. That's adorable. It's pretty cute. He was a little bottle baby kitty, so. Yeah, two of ours were, and, and they, uh, ner- like Mallory, named after Mallory Archer. She uh, nurses on blankets. And then Crowley, if he lays on your shirt, he will nurse on your shirt sometimes. Huh. Yep. It's kind of funny because you'll just be in the kitchen and we have a cat tree in the in the room attached to the kitchen. You're cooking dinner and suddenly you hear over there Mallory's on a blanket just pretending there's milk coming out of it. And <laughs> some of them look kind of like a, a Ron Perlman werewolf. That's cool. So, Wait. like the beast from Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> that was a Ron Perlman werewolf. That's right. I didn't realize that until you said that but that's exactly what i described <laughs> you described a ron perlman character <laughs> oh no but see no i didn't mean that one like they look like clay morrow from sons of anarchy and this one looks like hellboy and uh, they are the largest breed of domestic cat not surprising so when, males can weigh up to 13 to 18 pounds, females 8 to 12. Remember when we had Animal Day at Mobius and we had the uh, cat adoption in the in the old museum store? Because we didn't have a store there anymore. 
yeah, was I there for any of those? I, I remember imagine you were. Pictures of them. We had we had uh, we had the little miniature donkey. That I, think I... I saw pictures of this. I don't think I was there. Oh, though. that sucks. But there was a there was a cat a... with a silly name. What was there a cat or dog with a really silly name? Probably. There? But there was a Maine Coon up for adoption that I almost took home because he was so sweet. But I already had a cat and might have gotten in trouble with the landlord. Oh yeah. I mean, I had to fight just to get the one I had. But, yeah, there was a mini donkey that almost bit my finger off. And I really wish I had, at that point, already watched Parks and Rec. Because I didn't start watching that until, like, a year later. Because then it would have been so much cooler to meet a miniature horse-type thing. <laughs> a miniature unglet. Just call him Little Sebastian the whole time and pretend he was a horse. That's not his name. His name's Roberto. Yeah, he tried to eat my finger, so I'm going to call him whatever the fuck I want. That's how you don't get sued. Wow, the longest the longest one measured was forty eight and a half inches, including Jesus. the tail. Four foot long cat. Yeah. Like I have a big cat. My cat Dean is a big tomcat, and I'd be surprised if he was even close to three. Huh. Now, now there's Castiel. Cass is a really long cat. He might be. I, it might, he, he might be pushing three, but he's not very tall. He's just super. He's got a super long tail. And he does have a, he's a long-haired cat. They've got multiple coats. So in this, in the summertime, he gets shaved. <laughs> and I bet he looks really indignant. He does look really goofy, but then his, his coat grows back really nicely. He doesn't get matted and gross. Yeah, we have to, we have to brush our long hair fairly frequently or else she does get pretty matted. He has to be brushed about once a week. Aww. That the... worked so far pretty well to keep the knots out. Because mm-hmm. he doesn't groom for shit. He just kind of. He licks his ruff right around his head, and that's about it. <laughs> Willow does the same thing. She's just I like, hey, it's on my ass. I don't care. I am grooming myself. I cannot be bothered to reach that fur. Please come pet me. Yeah, pretty much. And he's he's an interesting kitty. Yeah. I he looks him. a lot like the Wikipedia picture in the sidebar. Of Maine Coons. The brown with the black. So like, like, a, like a classic Maine Coon. Yeah, he's a classic. He is. Cool kitty cat. I love cats. The other one's a tabby cat. Yep. A little got, gray stripey tiger. I got one of those. Well, she's kind of a, a chunky little gray tiger. Is she the one you, that you do moo kitty with? Oh, no. Casper does moo can. Moo can. Yeah, for the listeners, that's, that's when he uh, takes the cat and holds it belly up and then just kind of tips it over. Because... <laughs> I pick up cats upside down, which is fun for other cats who don't know me. Because then they freak out, and then I freak out because I forget that they're not my cats. But I pick mine up upside down, and they're kind of... Well, the little one doesn't really like it, but she puts up with it. And the big one just is defeated. (laughs) And then I tip him over, and he goes... (laughs) It's Moocan. I think you should send me that video you took of the other one with his head stuck in a KFC bag. Oh, that was Casper. He got his head stuck in a chicken strip bag. So I can post it on our Facebook page because it's fucking funny. <laughs> See if I can find that. Uh, but in the meantime, I think I'm going to call it 55 right. minutes. Talked about fake cats, yeah. some real cats, and your cat. I'm happy. I'm happy with this show. As I a, like cats. As a cat fan. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, be excellent to each other. And? And, uh, wait. What am I, do we have a... I don't know. It's still kind of cats. Jesus, God. You, you <laughs> Be suck. excellent to each other. No! <laughs>
Thanks for listening, everybody. Um, you know, uh, we have a Twitter at Hidden Zoo, uh, and then we have a Facebook to Hidden Zoo. Uh, the podcast is called The Hidden Zoo. Um, email is hiddenzoo69, because Hidden Zoo was taken, so it's hiddenzoo69, because that's a cool number, at gmail.com. Uh, hit us up um, and uh, stuff. Bye. Bye.